You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, with uh, my other host, Dave. <laughs> We're both here piloting the Starship Lorecast across the galaxy. And Dave, today we are discussing I what I would consider one of the biggest mysteries in Starfield. Would it's, you? The, it's the mystery I'm most interested in when it comes to... St- no, I don't need to know like you know, how you get 100 half-eaten sandwiches on your ship. I don't need to know any of that. I'm just <laughs> I was thinking like starboard stuff, but okay. No, no, Sandwich no, no, collecting, no, 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 no. sure. No, that's like, sec- that's like second to, uh-huh. you know, what is and what do we know about House Veyroon. Yes, so that's what we're talking about, House, House Veyroon. And this is a topic that obviously obviously comes up in the games but it is one of the least explored con like groups i guess you could say in the game so far because you clearly meet some people from house Faerun. they show up they people talk about them there's history about what they did and why they're kind of on the outs and people are suspicious about them but we don't get a whole lot of uh, a, a real deep dive. In fact, we only get kind of hints as to maybe even where they're even located in the galaxy. So this is going to be fun. We're going to dig into everything we know. And then, of course, we're going to speculate about some of the things that we might not know. And we've got some fun little uh, extra little bits here towards the end of the show. So don't don't miss those. But Dave, where do we start when it comes to House Varun? So I, I've kind of broken it up and, and I'm going to talk about their formation. So we had talked about the colony ships in a previous episode. Well, it turns out that colony ships are actually even being built from New Atlantis and we're getting sent out into other systems to go colonize. So 
in 2190, there was a colony ship that launched. And then after a little while, they just decided that they didn't hear anything from them. They didn't hear back from what they were doing. So they just considered it a uh, lost cause. Right. So 2190, um, clearly that's a you know, significant time in, in our future. But uh, the current time in Starfield, if I recall correctly, is 2330. So this was 140 mm-hmm. years in the past from the events of the game that as we're playing right now. So that's it's it's almost halfway between today's date and the actual future of Starfield. So this is fairly far in the past when it comes to the current events. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um those people went on to effectively have some experiences i would say Uh, so it was documented that during one of their grab jumps there was a passenger named janand veron and he experienced a vision where he lost significant amounts of time uh and met a celestial entity known as the great serpent Mm, the great serpent so this sounds like aliens did i do that right like the aliens guy from aliens aliens hey you gotta put your hands yeah yeah, out to the side aliens oh my hair's not standing up i'm making my hair taller aliens there we go aliens there Um, you go it's perfect so uh so he met a great serpent in the stars who stole time from him is this what happened yeah, he, he had a vision and he communicated some things to him. Um, he, he, the Great Serpent effectively said, I'm the one that made the Milky Way galaxy. And after I was done making that, I went to sleep. Now I've been sleeping for thousands and a millennia of years, but um, my time is coming when I will reawaken. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And when I reawaken, I, anyone who is a devout loyalist to me uh, will be spared, but the non-believers will be eaten by me. Sweet. Um, when studying things like philosophy and religious studies, which is my actual background, one of the things we discuss is the bowtie god and how this is, this is just an analogy for the idea that you could posit any potential gods and you could have one. Why not have a bowtie God? And in order to have salvation or live after death or whatever the promise is, you have to wear a bow tie. And if nobody knows about that and they don't wear bow ties, then they just miss out. So this is kind of a similar thing, right? Like there's a great serpent that created the, the galaxy or whatever, and they're going to come back. And if you worship a great serpent, then you're going to be saved. But everybody else too bad. And there's not, I mean, even going through this, there's not a lot of like religious material. Like, it's not like these people have like a, I mean, as far as we know in the game, there's not like these people have a Bible. There's some um, uh, contraband that you can get in the game, which are these um, like Vavrun manuscripts or teachings or, you know, what have you, but you Mm -hmm. can't read them. Um, so I imagine that there's like some extrapolation on this thought somewhere, but as far as like, you know, in the religions, it's all about like humans connecting with deities and, and you go from like, OK, this is what I had on this experience with this deity right. and that caused me to do X. And so this is the only one that we really know about the uh, the great serpent and the, the religion that House Varun 
yeah. falls into is their grab jumping uh, snake boy deity. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense because there's a lot about them we don't know. We we and we'll get into that as this episode goes on. But we we and most of the galaxy, even if they have a religious document where they've put together all the writings of Jinan Verun or any of that stuff, we don't have access to that because they're very secretive. They have we meet very few characters in our exploration and some of them most of them are hostile when we do come across them so i guess it makes sense that we wouldn't know that much about them beyond some of the iconography like the serpent heads and the stylistic uh details of their of their spacesuits and their ships and those kinds of things um so what what happens next what happens after this whole experience so I'm assuming it's uh, at some time they find a, a place to settle. But from the United Colonies perspective or the, you know, the settled systems perspective, th- they spend 40 years before they make contact back with the settled systems. And when they do, they officially they're like, hey, here we are. We're the House Veyroon. <laughs> this is an official thing. We're also that lost colony ship. That was us. That's what <laughs> happened to us is now we're all getting good with the snake boy everything's going great over here in slither town um <laughs> just announcing our official presence within you know the great serpentine galaxy right right hey we, we we're still out here somewhere we found a place to live we're not going to tell you where that is because it's a secret for only snake lovers like us uh yeah so we find out like what is this 2230 40 years later they're actually an established group they've got a colony they have this whole ideology a whole theocratic governmental system that yeah, i guess is is initiated by uh jinan Verun, right he's the guy who yeah. sets that up which makes sense you're the guy who has the religious thing happen to him and then he's the one who sets up the theocratic system which obviously puts him at the top so you know some extra benefits of out of that i guess the um they go on to say that the the actual like planetary location they, they there's a name for it called Varun Kai as the like system in which it is uh like the planet is is Varun Kai but their capital is called Darza mm-hmm. uh, but nobody knows nobody knows where that is yeah th- there's speculation because you go on some quests in the Serpentis system I believe is the way that's pronounced and mm-hmm. you come across. Uh, people from House Verun in ships, and it's one of those things that you have to do. It, like if you go into that system, you will engage with this event that occurs. Um, and there is some speculation that it might be uh, the planet Serpentis Four in that system, which would have the capital of Dazra. But according to everybody who's explored it, and my experiences, and anybody else. You don't come across anything. You go to the planet. It's not like there's a, you know, a label. Oh, here's the city. Here's here's Dazra, the capital. It's not on there. And people who have explored all over the planet haven't come across it. So either that's not the case or if that is the case and that is their home planet, then it's either not in the game yet or it just hasn't been found or maybe it's underground. Maybe there's some remote location in a cave somewhere on the planet that unless you land in exactly the right spot because this whole freaking planet you're not going to come across it so uh this is one of those mysteries i think we'll probably learn more about in a future dlc because this is clearly a focus for where they might go in the future with extra content so yeah i i think i think you're definitely right about that because there's there's too many good loose ends yeah we know they're making dlc 
So there's there's too many good ones uh, that they've kind of left open, especially with House Varun. Yeah. So um, they have a flagship also. Yeah, they have a flagship. So they use this flagship called the Morning, which I guess they're mourning for all the people that are going to get eaten by the serpent. That's not them. Yeah, it's M O U R N I N G, not M O R N I N G. Yeah, so, it's yeah, uh, like, like good morning. It's yeah. um, we're gonna cry about it. Right, kinda, the kind of situation. Uh, they use that as a flagship, and that's kind of like their official. That's the official party bus for the Snake Boys. Um, they, they are flying throughout the galaxy and uh, making friends along the way, uh, trying to spread spread their uh, uh, many different kinds of slithers that they can do. Do you suppose uh, if Samuel L. Jackson was on the morning, he would complain about too many snakes? Uh, there's yeah, there would be, there would be. I think that's the sequel. I think they're going to make a sequel, and it's that's going to be the Starfield movie. Is Snakes on a ship. Snakes on a spaceship. House Verun. Yeah. (laughs) Snakes on a spaceship. Too many damn snakes on this damn spaceship. Yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, okay. But this isn't all that has happened, right? There's, they actually had a crusade because they didn't just go off to this other planet somewhere and like, we're cool, everybody. We're just going to worship our big snake in the sky and we're just going to do our own thing. Instead, they decided that they were going to lash out against unbelievers across the settled systems. This is in 2240. Probably not the best idea because I don't know. They're going up against some like established other groups at this point. Yeah, uh, groups that have been way more established than they are. But it's funny to, to say 10 years after they say, hey, everybody, we're here. It's us, House Faerun. 10 years later, they're like, all right, now we're going to kill all of you. Yeah. So this, I mean, this is before the conflict between the UC and the Freestar. Um, this is 2240. And they decide that they're just going to exterminate anybody who doesn't believe what they believe, which has never happened historically in the history of humanity. Oh, wait, it happens all the time. Right. Cool. But here's the thing. And here's where I come back to, like, you know, what we know about the teachings. You know, let's look at the teachings. I'm not sure if this is even a correct crusade, because here's the thing. The serpent's already going to eat the (laughs) non-believers. Right. Right. They don't need to kill the non-believers. Serpent's going to do it for them. Also, it's not like they're crusading to take back their holy place, which was left on one of these other planets. They don't have that. That's if they have a holy place, it's probably where they are currently. Like. Yeah, kind of weird. Um, I feel like if they kill a bunch of people, they're just going to deprive the snake of food. And at that point, I'm like, well, guys, doesn't it make sense to like have yeah. some people for the snake to eat, you know? Yeah. All right, so what actually happens in this conflict? They they attack some targets, right? So they do a lot of like uh, uh, mini skirmishes uh, across the galaxy. But the, the one main one that they talk about is actually in the wolf system, uh, which you, you go to the space station a lot. It's called the Din. Well, there was previously a space station there called the Old Din, which is a big shipyard for the UC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they completely destroyed it. So they, they destroyed the Old Din. Um, Sometimes a, you've got to hit. just get rid of your old den and make a new den. You know, you just got to. I'm like, surprised they didn't name it New Den because, uh, you know, they're all about like New Atlantis and New. Right. No. Well, wouldn't it be New den. Old Den? Wouldn't like it was called Old. <laughs> the name was actually Old Den. It's not like the New Den was established. And so then they changed the name of the old one. Right. The actual name was Old Den. So it would be New Old Den, which would be amazing. But, but I mean, that would be amazing. That would be some great bureaucratical nonsense for the UC to do. I feel like that that's 
that's the kind of stuff. In fact, doing uh, doing uh, doing some of the research for this, it was always so funny because I I just happened to have Sam Cohen in my party when I was going to the museum because I was like, oh, I want to look at the stuff, and he's just walking around like the all the exhibits. I'm looking at the house very stuff, and he's like, uh, all this stuff is a bunch of lies and bullshit. And I'm like, you know what? You probably do think that all this <laughs> yeah. like UC propaganda. It's like, right. yeah, this is all just like revisionist history and what actually happens. Uh, it's it's a good reminder that 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 uh, that museum isn't actually 100 percent correct in a lot of the ways that they they mm-hmm. viewer frame things. Um, yeah, it's it's the UC's perspective on everything, which which makes sense. So the UC rebuilds, calls it the den, just drops mm-hmm. the old, and then. What is this like 20, 23 years later, 2263 Jinan, which I feel like we're mispronouncing that Jinan, maybe I feel like I don't Jinan Varun, 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 I feel like it's almost picks. it's it's almost French or something like Jinan Varun, Jinan Varun, Jinan Je m'appelle Junon Verun. Has Verun with snakes the whole time. The serpents in the sky. So, <laughs> so poor, poor old Jinan, who's lord of basically House Verun at this point, dies. He's mm-hmm. dead. And I don't know if we know the reason. We just know that he passed away for some reason. And so the lordship i don't even know if he's called an emperor or a king or a lord or whatever you know theocratic pope of house Varun. Yeah, he probably has some he probably has some designation like the pope has like if we think about like theocracies like they all have like i i think uh iran is a theocratic country and they have their i i think it's ayatollah ayatollah right the, the, the official name for that yeah they probably have some official name for whoever the the theocratic leader is right so it passes on to his son so it's, I mean, it's not, there's nobody voting. It's just, well, you're the next in line. So you get it. And his son, his son's name is Jarek. Jarek Verlune. Jarek. You got it in the back of the throat. You got it. It's way back here. Verlune. It's getting worse as I go. Something. <laughs> All right. That's, so you're speaking parcel tongue now. Oh no. Well, it makes sense. They're snakes. Um, All right. So. He gets in charge and then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we're done. We're not going to fight anybody anymore. We're, we're out. Like everything just like turns on a dime. Is that is that how that works? Yeah, that, that seems to be the case. And their targets weren't necessarily like the UC or, the, you know, the Freestar Collective. It was just like everyone, even people that weren't even affiliated with any of these colonies. It was just anyone who wasn't House Faerun was getting targeted by them. So he decided that he was going to... um to kind of end this and set up some diplomatic ties with um, the UC and Freestar Collective. So I, I think the first thing he did was start that um, embassy, which you go to in the game. Um, he, he decides that he's like, okay, we're going to just build an embassy on New Atlantis and have that be there. Yeah. And Whoops. Then- we killed thousands of your people, but uh, no, no hard feelings. Anyone here? We'll put an embassy here. You can really, you can find out more about us and how we're not really that bad. I mean, hey, look at Japan. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of worked for Japan. Like, it, that Japan's one of those weird stories. Like, enemy of the Allies in World War II in the 1940s. And then 40 years later, by the 1980s, they were like, everybody's favorite manufacturer of electronics. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, things can change very quickly in geopolitics, I think. What do you call geopolitics but in space? Uh, like- Astropolitics? 
Astrop. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Nailed Astropolitics. It. Nailed it. Um, yeah. All right. So the embassy is formed, and then time goes by. We get like another few decades, and then now mm-hmm. we're in our own experience, right? And we're, we're meeting other, people, talking other, to them. The other piece of, piece of information is at the end of the colony wars, um, the Free Star Collective and UC, you know, have done a bunch of killing. And so in order to sign this armistice, they get the House of Arun in there as well. And they're like, OK, we're all going to agree that we're not going to do, you know, pretty much a Geneva Pact. Of yeah. Like, hey, yeah. no use of this, you know, of, you know Xeno warfare or Giant Max or any of that stuff. We're not going to be doing that anymore. Right. So Everybody play nice. As well. Cool. Cool. Everybody's everybody's nice. Everybody's good. So, what's the current state of House Faroon? So the, it's it's interesting. Uh, there, there's some information out there. Like the, the current leader is is the third uh, leader, and her name is Anasako Varun. I think it's I think it's a woman. Anasco. 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 An- Ana- Anasco. If it was French, Anasco. it would be Anasco. Anas. I can't even say that in French. I don't even know. Um, Anasco, I think is that A N A S K O. Yes. Um, the, the other piece is that the house of Arun has pretty much mysteriously disappeared. Um, very few of the actual like core house Varun members are anywhere to be found. Um, you, you know, as you go through the main quest, the, um, you find the ambassador, but he is like alone in this facility and he is the only one there. Right, in, right, in the and then the house for Rune. and then in Dreja, who we find out was raised house for Rune, and right. as you get to know her better, she reveals a little bit more about her background. But of course, she's she feels like an outsider. She feels like people are suspicious about her for good reason. Um, but then she, you know, she's like, no, I'm really not. I'm not here because I hate everybody. I'm here because I want to be part of this group that's exploring things and all of that. So it puts kind of a human face on this very mysterious right. group. She's like a house of a rune on their rumspringa, you know, like how the Amish have like the rumspringa where you send out your, you know, the okay. turn 16 or whatever. And you're like, all right, go out in the world. Go see how terrible the world is. So you come back to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. so, so they've mysteriously disappeared. And as we talked about, uh, uh, Andresia, uh, there's actual agents. She is one of them uh, that are sent out from their home world and are put in contact with a handler and they don't have any information on like the jump coordinates to their planet or where their planet actually is. They're kind of just like sent out to get information or resources that they couldn't acquire by themselves. Um, and then they bring that back into the fold in some form or fashion. Uh, there is a splinter group of the house of Arun, which are called the house of Arun zealots. Um, I, from what I can tell is they're still continuing the, the serpent crusade as in they are hostile to everyone who is not house Veyrun. Um, and this is the common Veyrun enemies you run into in the game, in the game. Uh, but they are, uh, shunned by the official house Veyrun. So they are not a part of that. They are right. their own thing. Right. They're hardcore. They believe that they're in the right for maintaining the crusade because, you know, they stay to the old ways and the true path and that kind of thing. But the majority of House Rune at this point is like, no, 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 we signed a we signed a peace agreement. We're going to go do our own thing separate from everybody else. Let's not mess with other people. So interesting. I, I'm sure that's going to play into the whole interpolitics of this group as we learn more about them. Um, anything else? Because I know, I know we've got some questions and we've got some fun little extra details to get to after the mid break. 
I think that about covers it for generalness. All right. The, 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 this is the, the whole snake. This is the python. I don't, I'm trying to think of a good snake analogy. I'm not coming up with one. <laughs> this is the body of the snake? I don't I've know. done all that I anaconda. Mm, uh, 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 all right. Uh, well, we'll be back. We're going to go thank our patrons. Man, this. Okay. See you in a minute. Bye. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So, doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons. Thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash Starfield Lorecast. You can get ad-free episodes. You can get t-shirts and stickers. You can join us for our patron chats at the end of every month. And, you know, you can just make us feel a little bit better about doing some putting some content out there for everybody. Um, but thank you to everybody who supports the show. And shout outs to our Space Lords, Commander Marcus Shepard and Worst Action Hero. Thank you for your support and thank you to all 14 of our current patrons for being here. And another thing you can do to help us out is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. These go out everywhere, so they are huge help. And Dave, we've got a new one in this week. This is from Dom2Ms, Dom199 from the United States, who writes, best podcast except... Did I read this one before? I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, this is by far the best Starfield podcast available. The lore is so well presented and the hosts are awesome. Love this podcast. Five stars. 
I, I don't know what the accept is. Best podcast accept. That's the title. I kind Maybe of expected it, like, I really love this show. It's real good. Really good details about the lore. Uh, but, you know, that one, the one host with the glasses is super annoying. Maybe we'll find out in the DLC, much like House of Arun, you know? <laughs> maybe. Maybe we will. But thank you for the five-star review. I'm not sure what the accept means, but hopefully you like the show enough to leave five stars. And so that's great. Uh, thank you to everybody who helps support the show in other ways, like sharing it with your friends and any of that stuff. We really do appreciate it. All right. We're not going to waste any more of your time in the middle of the show. We've got some other details to get to. So let's do that. <laughs> All right, Dave. So we've got some questions. There are a lot of loose threads here with House Varun. There are a lot of things we don't know. I think the biggest question is what actually happened to Jinon Varun? They're French in my head now. That's my new headcanon. Uh, when they met the Great Serpent. What is the Great Serpent? What do you, th- you think is going on there? Yeah, I'm trying to think about like uh, celestially and, 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 you know, our our snakes, our great snakes in the sky. Well, snakes Um, uh, traditionally in ancient cultures were representative of things like comets. Um, So celestial bodies that leave tails and trails, comets and mm -hmm. meteorites and things like that. That's interesting. Um, But if you're out in the middle of space somewhere, those things don't always look the same way that they would look if you're on Earth seeing the comet nearing your star. So but they could like, let's say let's say Jinan uh, Verun goes over to the serpentine system and happens to be there at the same time that a comet is tracing its way around the main star of the system, leaving a big, long tail, gets close to the comet, has some sort of visions or something like that. Um, I mean, I think we have three policies, three, three potentials here. There was an actual thing that happened in space. It was all just made up as a way to leverage power, which could happen or was like tweak. Maybe a mundane thing was turned into a bigger story in order to leverage power, something like that. Or the Great Serpent is just another name for a different Starborn that is messing with the future of the galaxy. I'm trying to think like I'm I'm really trying to think about what the great serpent is and I'm trying to think of like serpents in history and I'm thinking about like Ouroboros mm-hmm. is like the serpent that, that eats itself it eats its tail um often called the world serpent but very representative of time right of um right uh, time wrapping how, around like, on, in on itself like the begin the right. end of time leads to the reemergence of new time uh, and there's similar themes in like hinduism where like the the god of birth uh goes on to the god of existence goes on to the god of death which prepares for the rebirth of all existence and you end up with cycles like that it's a very common right. thing among many uh many ancient faiths and so I'm thinking if it's described as some this being falls asleep at the very beginning of the of the galaxy, then like what is perpetuated since then has been time. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious if this is like a, a an end times kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if this is sounds like if this be. is like saying okay, well the the serpent is just it's a being that has some sort of connection with time and is like fourth dimensional. Do you like, think that that could relate to a starborn though? A starborn who has 
traversed to the beginning of time itself or has a greater understanding of the unity and how the unity and the multiverse works and why the unity is there as as maybe a gateway to maybe maybe, okay so let me go out on a huge limb here what if what if most timeline and maybe i've been watching too much loki what if most timelines end in a way that is catastrophic and some future version of humanity creates the unity as a way to explore multiple timelines in order to find a solution to it's it's like the marvel thing about like you know thanos and doctor strange being like there's one way that we get through this out of like four million possibilities or whatever right maybe maybe that has something to do with that and the starborn or the original person who built the unity is the great serpent the one who's looking to create the ouroboros or whatever that's that's my that's my thing i i think you know and, and it's impossible to tell no now but if i had to give a guess on what the great serpent is i think the great serpent is probably a deity above like is probably the deity that made the the artifacts that made the you know the, but is the it a unity. deity or is it just an advanced alien race or the future of humanity uh, if it was there at the beginning of time if if, if that's like if that is true based on what it is it, it's it's gotta be something that it, it can't be an alien because it was there at the beginning of time unless it was, it was able to time travel the same way that you can slip through multi-dimensions like what if what if its ability to navigate like space and time came about in a way where they were able to go back and create the beginning of everything and so you end up with this weird loop of like well how was the universe created well, somebody created it. That becomes an Ouroboros, right? Like it didn't create itself. Somebody from the future went back in time and created it, thus creating the loop. That's actually not a bad idea because there's a lot of there's a lot of science out there for like as the galaxy kind of like separates from itself. Like we're slowly, you know, in expanding, the course the expanse of, like, of the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, and expanse. We're slowly exploding. Like that's like right. the whole right. the whole idea of the galaxy is like there was an explosion and the planets and and the stars and everything are, are like well space itself the the, the yeah. quote fabric of space itself is not just that the galaxies are moving apart from each other the space between them is increasing which is mind blowing to think about but yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they had a theory that like eventually like and this is even beyond like w- what we can see, like the end of the world will happen and this will be like like 200 billion years in the future or whatever that like eventually the gravity and, and everything will just destabilize and it'll all fall apart. If somebody went back and created a paradox where they created like a galaxy or what have you then that would explain the great serpent waking up because that would be kind of like an unstableness to it and mm-hmm. they're saying okay well since since the great serpent made the galaxy it's destined to end with the great serpent itself what you if the great what serpent is a descendant of genon varun and the great serpent has come back in time to notify genon varun that he will be the great grandfather or whatever of the person who eventually becomes the great serpent who initiates the salvation of the galaxy and the renewal of everything or something like that. That's, that's very interesting. That's, um, that's very Dunish. It feels very Dunish to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this, that's not a bad this, idea. This, I mean, this game series pulls from a lot of different IP. It pulls from a lot of, uh, fantasy and sci-fi and, and all sorts of things. So yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. 
Um, motionless in chat says, I think it's a big alien ship. Some dialogue in the game says that it's a celestial being. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I think we I think we're in the midst of unreliable narrators. I think that's where we are. So anything that they say it is, is probably not literally true. It's probably figuratively true in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea that some future descendant had the technology, have some big ship that could help travel through time or something like that could make sense. Um, so I, I, I think these are all pieces of the puzzle. That's that's where I'm getting at. So um, any other thoughts on this one or should we move to some of the fun little little trivia facts we got? Let's, let's go somewhere a little more fun. Let's all right. Let's do some fun. So, uh, so here's some fun details about House Varun. Um, a, from a meta perspective, uh, Emil uh, Pagliarulo, I can't say his name very well. I try that name yeah. and, and it doesn't happen for me. Yeah, he's he's one of the developers. He's one of the main developers on Starfield. Uh, he's shown up in some of the videos and things. You, you'll recognize his face if he pops up on the screen. Um, he has the House Varun logo tattoo, tattooed on his wrist. So as one of the game designers, either he felt like this was an important enough group to get a tattoo of, or maybe it was his idea. Maybe this was a brainchild of a meal, which is cool. So neat little detail there. Um, this is the part where the Serpentis 4 details comes from. They uh, players have data mined the files and according to the data mined files, which just so you understand, may or may not be accurate. These may be th- ideas that they were playing with that they shot down or just early versions of something, or this might actually point to something else. But uh, from those game files, it indicates that the Varun Kai is the planet Serpentis 4 in the Serpentis system. And the current version of the game, Serpentis 4, does not bear any trace of the city or any other indication that this is Varun's home world. So, like I noted earlier, does that mean that we just haven't had an update to the game that includes that? Or was maybe Serpentis 4 was an early version of that? Then at some point in development, they took the the stuff they were working on, moved that into a different system and turned it into just kind of the plain planet that it is now. Um, We don't really know. We don't really know. we also know, though, that an unused but blank map marker for Dazra also exists in the game files. The file name includes the location as one of the major cities in the game. So this leads to other questions. Are we eventually going to end up there in a DLC? Probably. Was this one of those locations they originally thought was going to make it into the base release version of the game and decided to push it into a DLC or something like that? We don't know. Is this something that they changed last minute or again was this something that they were working on always as part of the extended release schedule and they kind of got a jump on it and so now there are just these like little pieces left over we don't really know but it's exciting because a lot of what that says to me is that we will learn more about house varun in the future Probably you don't have to wait too long. I would guess if you look at Bethesda's release schedule for DLCs, usually in about the first year or so, we get the first DLC drop from a major Bethesda game. That That's usually how that works, right? Yeah. And I think they have the name of the first DLC ready to go. I think it's called like Shattered Dimensions or something like that. It's like Shattered Starfield. Something. Yeah. Starfield DLC name. Uh, Shattered Shattered Space, space, which might mean that something blows apart existence in order only to create it again. I don't know. Something like that. 
I think we'll likely get a trailer for that, the Game Awards, which is in a month or so. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. They're, they're starting to release some new patches in beta on Steam. So if you're playing on PC, you can actually try those out, I believe, if you uh, click through to like allowing beta updates. Um, but there's some some notes and things. So they're they're fixing things in the game. They've been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes and they just haven't really messaged a whole lot about it yet. But patches are coming. Some new information hopefully coming for DLC and future content. So that's exciting. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. that's what we got about House Faroon so far. If we get more, which we expect we will, we're, we're going to come back around to this topic in the future and hit up on more details that we get. But uh, until then, I guess we're just going to have to wait. Dave, you got other stuff going on before we head out? Uh, yeah, the uh, the Rad Rolls tabletop role-playing game that I do on all podcast services and YouTube is kicking off uh, campaign two of our Fallout uh, 2D20 game uh, in a location that we are calling, and I just made up the name for it, the Stormlands um, is, is the place that we are going. It's an Isn't original that in Fallout World setting. of Warcraft? Storm, okay, but I mean, maybe, but maybe me, it's an original. Wait, no. I, you know, we can't ice and just fire. Have idea, oh we? no, this is that's from Wester. It's in Westeros. This is like oh, Game well, of Thrones fine. stuff. The Stormlands, you know, as that's long right. as it's not post-apocalyptic. I thought about calling this the nucleus, but guess what? There's a freaking nucleus <laughs> in Far Harbor. So, anyways, yeah, uh, we're, any we're name, you, any off. name you come up with is going to show up somewhere else. So, right, it's uh, going it to nobody really has matter. an original thought anymore, and it's fine. It's fine, right. it's unless you just make up new words. You could call it the Starmlands, but that's not. But nobody's going to understand it. <laughs> no, it's a terrible idea. The land that it's there are terrible. storms in. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible idea. I had a D and D campaign where I where I set people up in the far north, and it was like frozen, and then there were zombies and things. But it wasn't always frozen because it used to be like warm. But then they changed the name, beginning of the name. It became Ice Bake, which doesn't make any sense because you can't bake anything with ice. I thought that was funny, so I kept it. That's, yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. But, Anyways, uh, that's yeah. coming out this week. Uh, it sh- should be out tomorrow, uh, November 10th. Uh, we start with doing a world building game and then we get right into it. So go listen to that. Go look yourself. it up on whatever podcast you're listening to this on. And you can also look up the Fallout Lorecast, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, um, the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, all the other shows that I do. Lots of fun stuff. Or you can just go to robotsradio.net and check everything out. Uh, we've got lots of content from me and Dave and a bunch of other hosts. So lots of fun things to go check out. Thank you for being here. We'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, I guess don't poke the serpent because maybe it'll bite back. That sounds like a euphemism. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this show. Did you know that parodies are copyright protected? Tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Hey, why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes and that's the best I could think of.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.